Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Gary Martin. And happy Halloween in July. It's yes. Not, it's not Halloween, but it's always kind of like Halloween when you're listening to the Pretty Scary podcast. Am I right? I don't think I am. Oh, look at that. You got a snowman, <laughs> a Halloween snowman. I wish everyone was on the Zoom to see it. <laughs> Uh, we had a leak in one of our closets and, uh, and a yeah, wire anyway, snowman fell out. <laughs> snowman is the one thing that, uh, ended up on my desk. Just burst pipe full of wired snowmen <laughs> flying all over the place. Carrie, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for asking, Adam. How are you? I am great. We took last week off mm-hmm. because we are super duper patriotic. And Mm -hmm. it was the 4th of July, and we had to set off fireworks. That's what we did Monday through Sunday last week. And now here we are recording Pretty Scary. So fireworks are legal, at least where I'm at in Iowa. Uh, So those went off forever. But luckily, my dog isn't one of those that gets scared. I think she's had so much trauma that nothing phases her anymore. Uh, so that was okay. But I did have some sweatpants that were camouflage with red, white, and blue cuffs. Sure, sure, sure. And I wore those to work on the 4th of July. And I got compliments as only one would do in Iowa. Sure. Because no one complimented them yeah, in that, California. That would be a whole different round of comments if you wore those in LA to work. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Yeah, fireworks, I don't think are legal in LA, which means at least in my neighborhood, people just opt for artillery shells instead, apparently, because it sounded like there was mortar fire happening in my neighborhood. It literally sounded like my neighbors were at war. And here's the thing, I was kind of into it. Mm -hmm. Like, Like it was so intense. I just sort of wanted to sit outside and listen to it. But I didn't have to because I could hear it inside because I had my windows open. And yeah, I just got a cat recently and she was chill. She didn't she didn't love it at first, but eventually she was like, well, I'm not going to just be scared this whole time. That's a lot of energy. So she just slept on the couch and it was cool. Good kitty. She's a very good kitty. Shout out to Mimi. So we're doing a creepy news roundup episode this week. Very chill, very relaxed. We're coming back from vacation. Cooling out, baby. Sort of. I mean, we're talking about people like almost dying and things like that. But Mm -hmm. still, how about this first story? A U.S. swimmer almost drowned after fainting in the pool during a competition. This, I guess I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often now that I think about it. Well, I would assume that if swimmers are drowning in pools, I would think it would be like one of those Red Bull free fall dives. Which... I don't know that those have <laughs> any regulations, if any. No, those don't. They're sponsored by Red Bull. Red Bull right. doesn't even have regulations. <laughs> so, it's, and I think with uh, this lady, she is an artistic swimmer, which yeah, I didn't know was a was... thing, but I appreciate yeah, All I, the don't, arts. I don't know exactly what that means. Like, I know what synchronized swimming is, that stuff where the, the ladies with the shower caps on do the moves in the water. But yeah, this was a solo artistic swimming routine by United States swimmer Anita Alvarez. She was Maybe at, it's like they're, uh, they're ice dancing. Yeah, it's got to be mm-hmm. something like that. Or like rhythmic gymnastics where you just wave that stupid ribbon around the whole time. In water. Yes. This this happened in Budapest, Hungary at the FINA World Aquatics Championships. One thing I found really interesting, this is apparently the second time this has happened to Anita Alvarez. 
and yeah. try as I might, I could not find a single story about it happening the first time. I just saw it referenced in a few articles that this happened before. To her. I will say, as far as Anita goes, and the words of P. Diddy. Sure, sure. Can't stop, won't stop. True. Yeah, her mm-hmm. coach actually made sort of a joke about this. And she said that this was Anita's best performance in that she pushed through her limits and then found them. And if you think about it too hard, that doesn't make any sense because you have to find your limits to push through them in the first place. But she thought it was funny. Mm. I don't know if there's video of this, but there's pictures of this. She was saved by her coach. There's a picture of her just sinking underwater and her coach fully clothed diving in to get her, which... Is there no one else? Like, could her coach not have been like, hey, you, person who's half naked and assigned to saving swimmers who almost drown, get in there and get her. She's drowning. Lifeguards. Yes. I think that's what they're called. (laughs) Bay watchers. Hey, get in the water, Pam Anderson. She's talking to a dude. And I don't know if the coach, was this the second time the coach had a saver? She died the first time. And (laughs) so this was her ghost. We actually all died with her. Gave her best performance. (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. I don't know what happened the first time. I couldn't find anything about it, but clearly someone saved her. Maybe it was just. I'm just imagining if it was the coach. You know what I mean? Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Again? Yeah. You're going to keep her on the team after this? (laughs) Well, maybe you start wearing a swimsuit to coach just in case. Yeah. that, That wouldn't be a bad idea. Like baseball managers, they wear uniforms. Fair. Why can't swimming coaches? They should. I 100% agree. And I think it's the biggest detail of this story. (laughs) This doesn't strike me as the kind of swimming that would lead you to overexerting yourself. Like I could see if you're swimming like the 1500 or something in the Olympics and you get to like 1100 and just swim underwater and lay there for a little bit until someone comes and saves you. But this it's I would think you're just flopping around. If I was a more responsible podcast host, I would have gone out and looked up video of artistic swimming. I mean, if I was a more athletic co-host that didn't get winded (laughs) after walking up just one flight of stairs, I would try it. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Actually, probably not. (laughs) But if anyone out there, I don't want to challenge people. But if anyone has extra time in their hands and a pool and you can (laughs) send a video. I mean, I I have a pool in theory the complex where i live there's a pool i could go out there and just you know straight up get after it i'm watching a video of an artistic swimming solo performance now oh yeah hell yeah i'd die doing this you kidding me because you gotta you gotta swim the length of the pool but also you stop every once in a while and like do all that synchronized swimming shit that those synchronized swimming fans are into the leg kicks and the the hurdy-gurdies and things and then you, but yeah, you gotta you gotta swim the whole length of the pool while you're doing that. So yeah, I see why Anita Alvarez has almost died twice doing she this. She's tired. Yeah, it reminds me of there's a Netflix documentary series called Home Game that covers weird sports from different locations around the country. And there's an episode about free diving, which is very popular in the Philippines. And basically, all you're doing is seeing how far you can dive underwater without oxygen. You just hold your breath. And if you've ever seen any movies where people go deep underwater, you know when you come back up, you can't just like fly back up because you'll give yourself the bends and die. So you have to come back up very slowly all while you're holding your breath. And the final requirement is you cannot pass out at the end of your routine. (laughs) And if you do, you're disqualified. And it happens all the time. People get to the top of the water and just... But in that case, there's like tons of people around expecting it to happen. So you're fine. That's crazy, too. I don't understand that kind of thrill seeking. But that does make a lot more sense physically and scientifically than possibly her. You would also think... Because the picture I saw of her, I mean, she's in great shape. I would assume, you know, they're used to swimming and they have amazing lung capacity and everything else I yeah now if she has a history of it like maybe there's something else wrong yeah yeah I, I, her coach who we should mention her coach's name is andrea fuentes she's the one who saved anita alvarez so ah, she, daisy's sister yes exactly mm-hmm. she deserves a mention here it seems like anita alvarez just pushes herself really hard 
I mean, not hard enough to finish better than seventh in this competition, which I'm going to be honest, not too shabby given the fact that she almost died. But still, there's no medal. There's no participation trophies in the FINA World Aquatics Championships carry. I will say, and I don't know if this is in the same vein, but when I pushed myself really hard in seventh grade in the spelling bee, the journal star spelling bee, and came in eighth, I didn't pass out. Yeah, when I appeared on television in the journal Star Spelling Bee and misspelled the word furl, like I did black out a little bit. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have I would have obviously nailed that word. It's a four letter word. Who's going to misspell that on television? F-U-R-L. Yes, correct. Yep. So I think what we're saying is that we understand to a degree what Nita went through as also being champions of our sports. Yeah, I sports. think as world-class athletes ourselves, it's easy In the world to, of spelling. It's easy to relate. Well, sports are sports, you know? Right. Poker is a sport. The Westminster Dog Show, longest yeah. running sporting event in the United States. People don't realize that. I would love to put my dog in the Westminster Dog Show because <laughs> she's adorable. Sure. But like they're so judgy about the looks and she has the one eye. They do take the looks seriously. <laughs> they do. And the fact that I don't 100% know her age or <laughs> her species. Right. That's going to be a hindrance. Well, I, mean dogs. I don't know if legally they can require that dogs have both eyes. That seems like mm -hmm. it would violate some sort of Canines with Disabilities Act or something. I'm just waiting for the Westminster Dog Show to have more woke judges. And then I'm going to enroll Winks. That makes perfect sense, Carrie. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how it works. You just <laughs> enroll <laughs> your dog <laughs> in the Westminster Dog Show and then they're in. Hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're going to win. You never know. So, yeah, Anita Alvarez did not die. And that's good. I would argue that it's a good thing. She's having a rough go of things. She came back from the 2020 Olympics, which right there, those happened in 2021. So she had to wait a whole year to actually do that, even though she qualified. Got a bone fracture as soon as she comes back. Has to get foot surgery. Then she gets COVID. Maybe that is why she almost drowned in this pool. Maybe it fucked with her lung capacity. Well, not everyone knows the long-lasting effects of COVID. I know... I mean, I guess a handful of people who still can't smell. Oh, that would suck. Can they taste? Yeah, smell. No, but smell, taste. They say like they'll put. I have one friend who also is pregnant with her first child when she got COVID. And she goes, I can have an orange under my nose and nothing. Oh, that would be you know, the something worst. Right. So let's talk about this next story. It seems like there is a monster stalking around the city of Amarillo, Texas, which we're almost certainly supposed to be pronouncing that way, right? And not Amarillo, like we do pronounce it. Yes. Like, uh, what was the one? Uh, Teja? The one where Anna Nicole Smith is from. Oh. Is, is, well, she's from Texia or something like I that. I think it's Teja. No, because it's with an X. But that is the discussion we had. Jay's in, X's. Everything is silent. That's all. In that's, Texas. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> quiet in Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. Houston. Yes. Yes. That's An, it. And An Antonio. <laughs> Alice. So Amarillo, Texas, or Amarillo, say it however you want. No one cares. I mean, a lot of people probably care. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's something happening there. The city first posted the picture of this creature. It was spotted outside the zoo, like, like around a perimeter fence. They had a camera set up. And it does look weird. Like it's standing upright, but it doesn't seem to have the upper body of a person. It looks like a coyote with Kurt Cobain's legs. Mm -hmm. And they reached out to the city for help. They, they jokingly asked the public for help. This is a quote. We just want to let the Amarillo community have some fun with this. I assume they say it, Amarillo. It is important to note that this entity was outside the zoo. There were no signs of attempted entry into the zoo. No animals or individuals were harmed. There were no signs of criminal activity or vandalism, end quote. Well, first of all, then leave this thing the fuck alone. If it didn't, <laughs> if it didn't attack anything and it didn't commit any acts of vandalism, get mind your business, zoo. That's what I say. Uh, I took a look at the picture uh -huh. and I identified it immediately. Oh, OK. What is it? It is the fireball mascot. <laughs> <laughs> it does actually look like the fireball mascot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
have, did you call the tip line or are you just keeping that all to yourself? No, I tried. Uh, the tip line is closed. Oh. So I figure, yeah, why drag the story back into the news? It's the kind of thing, you know, it's just going to go up the ladder, up the ladder, up the ladder. And then the CIA is going to shut it down once it gets to them. Because the public outcry, if we found out the fireball whiskey mascot was real, <laughs> like that would be just like finding out aliens were real. Like it would send the public into a panic. Like how many of them are there? Well, there was a video of a fireball mascot riding a bike. And when it stopped for pictures, it was able to put both of its legs down and not topple over. So I don't know if they can legally run for POTUS, but I would vote for it. I mean, as long as it's born in the United States. And is 35 years old. Well, yeah, other requirements, too. But let's focus on what's really important. This thing's at the border, Carrie. So also, yeah, I don't if this really is a monster, I don't know what's so funny about this. I guess the fact that it didn't go Do anything. Yeah, it didn't. I don't know if it's more or less concerning that it walked past a zoo full of animals of all sorts of delicious varieties and didn't eat a single one. Is it carn Is it is it maybe an herbivore? Maybe it only eats plants or maybe it only eats people. Maybe it only eats people who drink fireball. <laughs> yeah, maybe it only drinks whiskey. <laughs> Cinnamon whiskey at that. That would be a fun time monster. Oh, no. Here comes the party monster. <laughs> oh, we got to drink cinnamon. with. I'm sorry, officer. I know I'm driving, but the party monster. He stopped me. <laughs> I understand. Just <laughs> keep it between the ditches. Right home. Keep it between the ditches on the way home, son. I understand. God, if there was a party monster in Amarillo, 100%, I would move there. Have you ever been to Texas? Plenty of times, but typically it's Alice or Houston uh, that I oh, go you to. Were, weren't you just there recently? I, I was just in Dallas for my friend Michelle's wedding, and it was beautiful. But yeah, those are primarily the two cities. And when I work for the SEV, their home base is Dallas. I have said it several times, the very best comedy show I ever did, like my absolute best set ever, was in Dallas on Halloween night at a Portugal the Man show. I don't know why I didn't fucking record it, but that's my only experience in Texas in general, is a couple nights in Dallas where I ate very good food and did a very good show. So I love Texas. I do too. They have good meats. <laughs> Just that part. And I have friends down there. <laughs> yeah, the meats are good. They, I had some good barbecue in Texas. I was not let down. All the places that claim they have good barbecue, they do. There's no point arguing about who's, oh, is Texas better than Kansas City? No, they're all just good. Kansas City barbecue, fucking rules. Texas rules. Memphis, mm -hmm. probably rules. Never been there. But smoked meats are just delicious. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, and I, I like a good side. Mm -hmm. I like a barbecue BB, short for baked beans. Mm -hmm. A good mac and cheese, a good cornbread. I like a collard greens. Uh, I'm indifferent about that one. Mm, they got to be cooked right. They, I don't like a bitter collard green, which they're all bitter, but some are tasty I like, bitter. I like the baked beans with the ham chunks in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pork a, and beans. A good beans. deviled egg. Hate a deviled egg with the intensity of three burning suns. Oops. But All right. I lost you. You can, eat my, you can have my deviled egg if they serve Perfect. them with our barbecue. So Austin's becoming quite the mecca for comedy. I believe a la Joe Rogan. Yeah, it seems like comedians who are tired of California being woke, quote unquote, are heading off to Austin. And here's the thing. Good riddance. Let's talk about Alexa. Good news, Carrie. Alexa can now mimic the voice of your dead relative. Finally, the dream we've all dreamed of has come true. Alexa can answer your stupid questions in Nana's voice from the beyond. The... <laughs> It's all, all thanks to an experimental new feature Amazon rolled out for its Alexa spy machines. They demoed this feature at their annual Mars conference, which means machine learning, automation, robotics, and space. I wish there was not an Amazon Mars conference. going to be honest. I don't... Why? Just mail packages. Just There's so many things on the <laughs> internet we just need to roll back. Like, we need to roll the internet in general back to before social media. Amazon needs to... I'm going to be honest, maybe just sell books again, but at the very least, just sell shit. 
and stop doing like facial recognition and robots and sending people to space. Isn't Bezos still in charge? He sure is. Yeah. And he went to space. This isn't stopping. It's just getting started. Yeah. It's that's what I'm saying. I, I, I wish we could roll it all back to before this, but we can't. Amazon is an unstoppable nightmare now. And so question. Yes. Would you want an Alexa that played one of your dead relatives voices or the voice of a dead person that you were a fan of, like John Lennon or? Oh, I would definitely pick <laughs> Heath Ledger, the voice of someone I was a fan of over a relative. That would be like if what they should do is what I think it was Garmin or one of the GPS companies at one point had an option where the voice could be like Snoop Dogg. And like, who doesn't want Snoop Dogg giving you driving directions? Like I would take, I still don't want an Alexa in my home, but if it was a thing I was interested in owning and I had voice options, yes, I would want it to be a celebrity thing as opposed to a people I know thing. I'm not trying to give Amazon all the ammunition they need to deep fake a recording of my grandmother professing to be a Nazi or something. To I feel like it's like what grandma reading a book to your kids or something. I don't know. I just they I feel like my kids would understand it opens <laughs> up a whole new conversation that I don't want to have. I just feel like it's reopening wounds. Like you're just continually mourning that death. Yeah, this in this case, the thing they demonstrated at this Mars conference, Alexa read a bedtime story to a kid in the voice of that kid's recently deceased grandmother whose actual soul is trapped inside that machine where it will remain cognizant of the helplessness of its situation for a torturous eternity. They didn't include all of that information at the conference, but I think all of it's true. And how do you think that it would ever be able to escape? It wouldn't. That's that's what the Black Mirror episode is about. There is actually a Black Mirror episode that is basically this, where there is an Alexa type device, like a virtual assistant, but it's Was in... this the one with Miley Cyrus? No, I... D well, yeah, it might have been, but I don't think so. But maybe... Was it in a doll... She had she was a singer and she had this doll that would sing her songs. And so there was like this teenager who was obsessed with her, bought this doll. And then Mal I want to say Miley Cyrus went into a coma, but then she was speaking to this girl through this doll. No, this is a okay. different one. I want to say it was on the didn't they do like a Christmas special or some weird shit? But there's an episode where there's like a virtual assistant type thing and it's actually a person like they're conscious and trapped inside it like their consciousness and to them they're just stuck in this box for eternity and they're never going to die just like nana is never going to die because she's trapped in your alexa now and here's a quote while ai can't eliminate that pain of loss it can definitely make their memories last end quote and of course make that loss feel like it carries on for years and years and years because you can't move on because your alexa is your dead relative's voice here's the thing when i die i just want to be left alone i <laughs> is that too much to ask can i put that in my will please don't try to reincarnate my voice or steal my soul i want my consciousness uploaded to the cloud and turned into an app that people can download that makes fart noises but will they sound like your farts yeah yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm going to be trapped. I'm going to be trapped in every <laughs> single phone farting for eternity. It's going to be hellish. Absolute nightmare. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Speaking of horrible, Amazon has yet to say if they plan to make this public or not. But they did say they can do this with just a single minute of recorded audio of someone's voice. That's all the information they need to fake your voice forever and ever and ever. So imagine what they can do if they have, I don't know, thousands of hours of podcast recordings of your voice. Man, the government can make me say anything they want on the internet. Anyone on this network, like at any time, someone could just surreptitiously drop a recording and be like, here's Carrie supporting mm -hmm. the Confederate army. It's like, that doesn't seem like Carrie at all, but that's clearly her voice. So I guess Carrie's canceled now. Right. 
And then I'm in prison just wondering what is happening. You're in Iowa. You'll be championed a little bit in <laughs> Iowa. Might help your profile there. As long as I have on those USA patriotic sweats, I think <laughs> I'll be A-OK. Exactly. So here's an interesting paragraph from this article that we'll link to about this. Many audio recording suites, for example, offer users the option to clone individual voices from their recordings. That way, if a podcast host flubs her or his line, for example, a sound engineer can edit what they've said simply by typing in a new script. End quote. And fucking what? That's real? Like, do we ever need to record again? Or can me and you just write out what we want to say and send it to a program? Not that writing it out would be shorter and quicker than just coming together and saying it. But still, I think I'd prefer that. I like writing. I do, too. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's how I got, got my start. It won't sound weird at all if our speaking voice suddenly sounds like our right. I mean, I do write the way I talk, but. See, mine is a lot more boozy. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Right. So yeah. if there's a voice of someone slurring, it's like, it's scary. Also, this is the same technology they used to bring Anthony Bourdain back from the dead so he could read emails that he sent to people while he was alive. I actually don't think that is that offensive of a use of that technology. I don't either. But at the same time, we shouldn't be so surprised by this when they do a holograms of, you know, Tupac Shakur on stage yeah. rapping. Yeah. I don't know how that is any different. Tupac's soul is inside that hologram and he does not want to be performing at that time. He was busy. I don't know if you ever saw the story or saw the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'm sure I did, but go on. Okay. Where for Kim's 40th birthday, Kanye got a hologram of her deceased father wishing her a happy birthday and saying how proud he was of her. And she started crying. That is insane. I know. I feel like that's a little much. Like, honestly, it's hearsay. I think we can imagine he's proud of Kim, but do we know? Did he throw in anything about OJ? In his video. Also, uh, OJ really was, was innocent. innocent. Happy yeah. birthday, darling. <laughs> OJ beat, never beat Nicole. <laughs> Happy 40th. Uh, no, but it was very weird. But they had the hologram in his voice and it showed like the kids crying. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's more traumatizing than like, yeah, ooh, I don't know. Not for me. Yeah, I would prefer. I mean, I'm assuming I'll get a hologram Jay Moore. <laughs> birthday or father's day wish at some point as soon as it's available <laughs> this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about this next story. Every single day, we are inching closer and closer to the real dream we all dream of, which is, of course, fuckable robots. Mm -hmm. I feel like this one's for Jeff May. Kinda. Yeah, I should have. Should we get him on the phone? <laughs> Him or Chet. Oh, no, there's yeah. a story coming up that's for Jeff that I would love to get him on the phone for, but it would amount to like mental abuse. So I'm not above it, but just. Yeah, me, no, I would me, like to be on for that. Yeah. Let me think about it while we go through this story. A team of Japanese scientists have just gotten us a little bit closer to that dream by developing a, quote, slightly sweaty, end quote, robotic finger covered in living skin, finally. Also, that skin's capable of healing itself. So it's real. It's real. This is a quote from Shoji Takuchi, professor at the University of Tokyo. We are surprised by how well the skin tissue conforms to the robot's surface. But this work is just the first step toward creating robots covered with living skin that you can put your penis inside of. Oh, wow. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, actually, only the first line was a <laughs> quote from him, that we are surprised by how well the skin tissue conforms to the robot's surface. I guess my question in all of its simplicity is why? 
well, the the team's goal is to develop robots that can more comfortably interact in situations like nursing care or the service industry. So we can fuck them, Carrie. That's why. So we can have sex say, with robots. It's got to be. I mean, we've got – there's enough people in the world – the jobs i don't know well our do jobs we really will be robots? building our jobs we, will be building the robots i guess but then do they have to have skin like can't they just be a robot well that's not good enough for shoji i get it i actually from that quote it wasn't just the first line that was his also the but this work is just the first step toward creating robots covered with living skin that is the entire quote. I'm the one who added that you can put your penis inside of. What? Spoiler. I know. I know. But the rest of that quote, yeah, they're they're trying to create robots that look human enough. And I don't know why science doesn't understand that aside from sex robots, no one wants this. I would much rather, if you're going to have a robot bring me my blooming onion at Outback, I would rather it roll up and mm-hmm. just be a thing with like an iPad for a face and just a tray. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I don't want. I don't want a sexy robot. No one wants sexy robots. Call us old school, but I am on your team here. It's I don't get it. And there's I don't either. And I also don't understand how it's sustainable. If you have something close to living skin that sweats and heals itself, like, again, how don't we have a cure for cancer and other diseases when we can recreate skin tissue for no really good reason? Yeah. I mean, that gets into all sorts of conspiracy theory stuff about, well, maybe they have the cure and there's just no money in the cure or political and religious stuff about, well, you could re- you can regrow organs using stem cells, but stem cells, are they babies? And if so, is that ethical? And I'm not saying those are my questions, but those are the kind of questions that keep science from being able to do that. So if one of these robots is playing football sure. and it gets hurt. Right. It just heals itself. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've said for a long time, military and the NFL are two places where I'm totally fine with the workforce being replaced by all robots. Because the NFL, it's like that's Roman gladiator shit that we're watching. Like we are watching people die in front of us, essentially. But it's so fun. It's like it's like watching (laughs) chess, but with people and who then get CTE. Right. And then either commit crimes or commit suicide. Mm -hmm. And it's very tragic. But if you replace everyone with robots, then it really is just chess. Then all it's just about coaches calling plays because the robots are going to perform the same way every time till they fucking smash into each other and blow up. And you know what? Who cares? They're robots. They don't have feelings. Mm -hmm. They don't have a soul. And if they do, it's a robot soul. It doesn't matter. I think that's fair. I was going to say, unless robots start getting CTE as well. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like how how advanced are they? Yeah, they still they're still going to get injured. You can't just throw <laughs> electronics against the wall and expect them to still work. But you know they're getting robot depression from it, so it's fine. <laughs> so this is this is another quote from the people who did this. I think living skin is the ultimate solution to give robots the look and touch of living creatures, since it is exactly the same material that covers animal bodies. That is all his quote. And he did say it exactly that way. To make this happen... So it's fur. Well, close. To make this happen, this team of scientists, they did what any of us would do. They submerged this robotic finger. I mean, first you go get a robotic finger that's on the ingredients. Mm -hmm. You pull that all out before you start cooking. You submerge the robotic finger in a cylinder, so get your cylinder, filled with a solution of collagen and human dermal fibroblasts, which all available on Amazon. I could only imagine the expense reports that scientists have to submit each month. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be pretty weird. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I need to tell anyone that collagen and human dermal fibroblasts are the two main components that make up, Mm. say it with me, the skin's connective Connective tissues. Right, yeah. So that acts like a primer coat onto which they can apply the next layer, which is human epidermal keratinocytes. Yeah, I just, I stumbled. I was trying, I didn't want to look at the notes when I said it. I wanted to say it from memory and I just kind of stumbled trying to remember it. It, Like as if they were going to use anything else. (laughs) 
And all this said, this finger is still a work in progress. The skin is much weaker than natural skin and has to be kept moist because robots are stupid and they don't have a circulatory system and the cells will die if they dry out. And it's like, get some fucking veins and get some blood coursing through them if you're so smart, Alexa. You would think that robots should be kept dry, but here it sounds like you're supposed to spray them with a hose 24-7. <laughs> yeah, it goes against everything I've ever <laughs> known about electronics. But I mean, I guess my iPhone is waterproof. Why can't why can't this my sex robot <laughs> spray them down and then you put your sex robot in rice? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to want to be able to take it to the pool. Why? Of course, it's going to get wet. <laughs> to do artistic dancing with you. <laughs> <laughs> or to save me when I pass out doing artistic dancing. I want the one that's... Oh, Jokes imagine, on you, you save it. It's going to be like those Apple Watch commercials. <laughs> you can imagine if your robotic artistic swimming robot drowned or started to drown. You had to jump in and save it. I would imagine it would be very heavy dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get it wet? Oh, no. But in a wet bathing suit? <laughs> Boom. so much heavier and what that what's that gonna do to its personality what sparks start coming out of the water is it gonna <laughs> yeah you might you might die for one thing you might electrocute yourself but yeah all sorts of hazards that mm. uh we're gonna have to overcome when we all inevitably have one of these back to the drawing board i say Next, they're planning to incorporate more sophisticated functional structures within the skin like sensory neurons hair follicles, nails, and sweat glands. They are also working on a skin-covered robot face. Correction, a slightly moist skin-covered robot face. Ugh, it's just gonna, it's gonna feel like a brioche bun when you touch right? it. Right? It's gonna have that glaze, like a fucking Krispy Kreme donut. Just Put night, puts like cold cream on at night. Oh, yeah. No, you're gonna have mm. to do that. <laughs> so he can do everything like serve yes. food in a nursing home but he can't put on my cream right. but when okay. it's time to cream up it just flops <laughs> on the floor like a fucking puppy like a puppy <laughs> waits for bell bells oh you're a naughty sex robot and that's why we like you all right this next story is the one that i hope jeff is listening for because he has an irrational fear of cockroaches and here's the thing. I don't love them. I hate them. I hate bugs in general. I grew up poor, so I have a lot of unfortunate experience with cockroaches. But Jeff, like, gags at the mention of how crunchy cockroaches are when you step on them. Things like that. So this would be his nightmare. This would be most people's nightmare, especially mm -hmm. given the amount of money they're offering. Pest right? con a pest control company is offering – let's not say the amount at first – they are offering okay. an amount of money if you let them release 100 cockroaches in your home. Now, people listening, take a second and think to yourself, what would I charge for something right. like that? Um, I was in a situation once where I'm just giving people time to think here. Uh, a guy was trying to sell me a replacement like walls for my shower. Like he was going to redo the, the porcelain in the shower or whatever the fuck. And it was this, like, system where it's just, like, two pieces and they snap them together. It's not, like, the whole thing. And at the end of his spiel, he was like, now, how much do you think something like that should cost? And I was like, I don't know, $500. Right. Oh, my God. That's what I was going to say. He was highly offended. It was like closer to, like, four grand. Like, he right. stormed out of my home. And I... That can't be the first time that's happened to him, though. No, probably he, not. It was a faulty yeah. sales pitch. Like you, you want to lead with that. Like if you don't want to be frustrated at the end of that long pitch, you got to deliver the unfortunate details. It usually up goes for ten grand, but I can give it to you for the low, low price of four grand. Right. That's a better pitch. Then you build from there. You bring up mm -hmm. financing, things like that. This guy just sucked at his job. But if say a pest control company sat me down and uh, asked the same question. Like, what do you think you should get for letting us release 100 cockroaches in your home? For 30 days. For 30 days. Ideally for 30 days. And my guess is 
and it does the article doesn't specify because I actually heard the story on the radio. Do they put you up in a hotel or are you there? No, you you live there. You live I mean, I guess you can go stay at a hotel if you wanted to, but that seems like that would put a dent in the money you receive because we might as well do that reveal now. I for one thing would not do this. Mm-hmm. But I certainly would not do it for two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. When I first heard it, I thought for sure they're going to put you up because 100 cockroaches living amongst them is gross. Also, they multiply very quickly and they're probably going to pay for your hotel for 30 days. I was thinking like it was like like 50,000, 100,000. When I heard 2,000, I was like, yeah, who with the (laughs) FICA score to be able to afford a house would accept this deal? Yeah, it, it, they do stipulate that you have to be the homeowner or have the permission of the homeowner. And it's like, what homeowner would be like, yes, tenant renting this home from me, by all means, let this company release 100 cockroaches in your home for $2,000 that I will get none of. Like, and they will have to, they have to be 21 years of age because 18-year-old homeowners aren't going to make sound decisions. <laughs> no. You can't trust an 18-year-old to make the right call in a release 100 cockroaches into your home kind of situation. They're too mm-hmm. carefree. The All the cockroach treatments are alleged to be family and pet safe. But also, it seems like they're just testing these out. So I don't know how they can know that for sure. But if you die, that two grand is going to go a little ways towards your funeral. So that's good news. I mean, again, it's all experimental, but who wants to live like that? I guess I don't understand the point of a cockroach anyway. Like, do they do anything good? I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there who's screaming at pro cockroach. Yeah, their car stereo right now about how valuable cockroaches are. But whatever they do, I feel like I can do without it. Like, I'd, I'd be fine. I've never seen cockroaches as anything other than a nuisance. They're way too big. In California, I'll tell you that much. It's like having a mouse in your home. You get a roach in your house here. It's nuts. And yeah, you're, you can't use any other pest control products while these roaches are living in your home. This company wants to test their unique blends on your special pet roaches. But if at the end of the 30 days, the roaches are still there, then they'll use traditional means to kill what is probably by now like 100,000 Right. In your home like that. See, that's the variable that that's what makes it not worth two thousand dollars is if this shit doesn't work at the end of 30 days. The part they're leaving out is you're going to have countless roaches in your home. It's not like these unless these are like 100 special roaches that have been. They're American roaches. So they also are. I don't know if that's racist, but they're very. have to come from america yeah yeah i mean baby roaches aren't horrible but then they grow up to be big roaches uh, like as big as jeff's ego Mm. so huge yeah one of my most ghastly roach hunting experiences when i was a kid i walked in my grandmother's kitchen and turned the light on and there was a roach that clearly had just like given birth or like hatched a bunch of tiny roaches. And because when I turned the light on these, like it was like Cloverfield, there were these like really little lice looking roaches that came scattering out from underneath this bigger roach that still wasn't that big. And here's the thing, killed them all. How? Like stepped on them? Uh, well, it was on a counter. So I like smashed them with paper towel or something like that. Not all heroes wear capes, Adam. Yeah. And I know the obvious question, did you then like sanitize down the counter after? No, I was a child. (laughs) I didn't think to do that. (laughs) Fuck you. I was like eight. You were a poor child at that. Yeah. You couldn't afford sanitizer. Yeah. What? You think I was going to pull out the Myers all natural soap, wipe down our (laughs) counter, you bougie son of a bitch? No. The crazy thing, the even crazier thing about the story is that they're looking for not just one idiot, but five to seven homeowners. Five to seven. They're willing to do that. They, they got a budget of 10 to 12 grand, 10 to right. 14 grand, and they're willing to share it with you, America. Why wouldn't they look internally at their staff? Is there not like, I know fire departments have access to like abandoned homes and shit to do exercises on. You can't, you can't go to, not go to fucking- abandoned Detroit, where there's all these abandoned houses, like nothing. There's so many places. 
There's an, a, a bunch of like abandoned she sheds here in Iowa that they could use. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what kind of response they're getting because the application in the link to the article, the application is not live anymore. But on their website, you can find the application and I will for sure link to it so people can get paid to live with cockroaches. Well, it'd be more interesting just to see what the application looks like. You know what I mean? Like, what what are they asking? Oh, we can go through all that right now. It's actually very short. It asks for somehow they are already... you 21. Somehow Do they you have a house. Somehow they already have my email address. I don't like that part. Uh, it, says it says logged in as. No, I'm not. What? Uh, it asks for your email, your full name, your date of birth, state of residence. Do you own the home or have permission from the homeowner? Have you dealt with any pre-existing pet pest infestations? That's it. That's all they want to know. And you and your family could be on the fast track to $2,000 and approximately 200,000 cockroaches in your home at the end of 30 days. Question. Yes. Is that money taxed like prize money so you walk away with eight dollars <laughs> i would hope not <laughs> i mean that's still taxable money so you're still you know what getting 1200 1500 i just i you know is that what is it an i9 you should get to evade taxes for stuff like this mm. and when they talk about irs forgiveness programs this should be one <laughs> Yes. Is the money you owe tied to letting <laughs> PestInformer.com release 100 roaches in your home? If so, all is forgiven. <laughs> and shame on you. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. The IRS isn't unreasonable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, we forgot to mention it's PestInformer.com is the site doing this, which uh, was a spinoff of the 90s hit by Canadian reggae musician Snow uh, Informer. He went on to start pestinformer.com same same basic Informer. yeah pest info you just have to say pest really quick when you sing it and then that's the theme song for this country country yeah fine pest there <laughs> and then a boom boom yeah licky boom boom down <laughs> okay quote, it's been so long i forgot quote marks hyphen snow Licky boom boom down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that framed, hang it somewhere in my home. As you should. I'm very excited about it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of things I'm excited about, how about Nerf's new mascot? I mean, this is a audio medium, so we'll just have to link to it. Or if you're home in front of a computer, you can Google it. If you're driving, pull over first, but definitely pull over wherever you are and Google Nerf's new mascot, Murph. Murph uses they, them pronouns, which here's the thing. I care about that if we're talking about living people. I care not in the least if we're talking about Nerf's new mascot. This thing is what Murph is. You don't you don't get to pick your pronouns when your body is blue and orange Nerf darts. This thing looks like the tooth monster from Channel Zero Candle Cove, which is another thing you're just going to have to Google if you've never seen it. But this thing's an, it's a it's a walking nightmare. I don't think it's horrible. I actually think it looks <laughs> like one of those Skittle commercials where like all the Skittles explode. Those are horrible. Those Skittles commercial, like the really? one where the, the girl is like, hey, Billy, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I got the Skittle pox and he's got Skittles all over him and she takes one yeah. and eats one. And then she's got yeah. that's that's a nightmare. That's that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's colorful. Yeah, it's colorful. <laughs> I stand by that. This thing, does it have, what's the, where's the front? Where's the back? The, where's the eyes? Where's the mouth? Uh, they, them don't have those. <laughs> they, <laughs> Apparently, this, I don't know. I guess I'm not really understanding why they need a mascot. I mean, I think 
what's happening right now is why they need a mascot. We're talking about Nerf on the world's preeminent true crime and paranormal podcast. Michigan's favorite true crime podcast, if nothing else. That's a fact. Mm. Look it up. Shout out to Michigan. Shout out to you, Michigan, always. Yeah, this thing, I don't, it, it's Nerf, Murph the Nerf, I guess, or just Murph, just Murph. Why not Nerf? Why not name him Nerf? But it's, it's Murph. If people, do people even know, like, do, do the young kids know what Nerf is? They're famous for making footballs that it's cool to get hit in the face with. <laughs> Uh, I got hit in the face with a real one once, and I definitely prefer the Nerf version. And they make, like, guns that shoot these little darts that look, to be honest, they look like tampons a little bit. And the ones dangling from this thing's horrifying, uh, oddly shaped body are blue and orange. And again, if any of this sounds like body shaming or any of that, this is a Nerf mascot. Does mm -hmm. not matter. I know there's a person inside there, maybe. Like, is there like a walking version of this again i don't know is it in commercials is it at sporting events it's in my nightmares I, understand its function. <laughs> I was gonna say i don't understand its function and and why now yeah they're i mean they, i think they're introducing probably some new lines of stuff maybe like maybe they're trying to get really back in the game that people have compared this to gritty which is the Philadelphia Flyers mascot. I object to that because Gritty looks like a Saturday morning cartoon character next to this thing. Like if you didn't, if, if no one told you this was Nerf related, you would be like, what the fuck is that? Because it's just like, sometimes it's wearing a basketball jersey with matching shoes, but most of the time it's just stark naked. No identifying <laughs> features. It's like one yeah. of those like shady cops that was scooping up protesters in Oregon. It's like, who the fuck are you? You don't have any symbols. So you compared it to the AMPM commercial mascot, which is TMGS. Tumgus is how you pronounce Tumgus. that. Stands too for too much good stuff. Too much good stuff. And again, Tumgus is adorable next to this <laughs> Nerf thing, but only the candy hanging off of its body. That's the thing. Yeah, it's is adorable. Its body is just like a rack of potato chips and hot dogs and donuts. It's mm -hmm. got cinnamon rolls for hands. That's cool. And knees. Too kneecaps. much good stuff that you're going to die from. What's terrifying is that licorice hair in those that, that Cheetos beard. Mm -hmm. Those are both very bad times. And that's the part of Tumgus that is reminiscent of Murph. Like, Tumgus evolved from Murph. Like, Murph was too terrifying. And so some of those darts had to turn into bags of Doritos <laughs> and sweet tart ropes. But the face, like, didn't quite make it. So it's just Cheetos and it still looks like Nerf darts and it's horrifying. I don't have that strong of an opinion about it. I don't think he's that scary or it is that scary. So I guess we agree to disagree on this story. I guess so. I mean, I, I feel like this thing is going to be my last episode. This thing looks like it will dissolve your bones if you let it. But well, maybe I mean, hey, who listen, I'm, I'm not your parent. I can't tell you how close to get to the Nerf mascot if it ever comes your way. Do what you give it a hug, Carrie, if you want. I would because Nerf darts are squishy and huggable. <laughs> not when everyone are, knows that not when they are seeping into your pores <laughs> that hasn't been proven and i would definitely hug the nerf mascot i i don't trust it I don't and trust i'm not it. even a hugger so speaking of things i absolutely do not trust let's uh let's talk about one last story let's talk about this google ai chatbot is it sentient now this is a story that when it broke People texted, tweeted, or otherwise messaged this story to me approximately 75 times. This uh, was deemed right up my alley. And it is like, I, I talk about how robots are going to kill us, but who doesn't? You know, it's just I get paid to talk. This story kind of ties in to the Alexa grandma soul in the Alexa story that we talked about earlier. Yeah, in that it's especially creepy technology and it's technology that as we were joking earlier might have a soul inside it but mm -hmm. in this case someone thinks that's real that someone is 
a Google engineer named Blake Lemoyne, which that's that's the magic of working under a contract. This guy is just doing nothing right now, but still getting paid by Google because he has controversial opinions about what they do. He is on leave currently. He is convinced that the company's AI chatbot, Lambda, has become sentient. And he came to this conclusion while working on a project to determine if the AI program showed any bias against any religions, races, etc. Which, it's an AI program, so yes, it does. Like, they all do. Like, anytime they set a chatbot loose on Twitter, it turns racist in like 45 minutes. Because it's getting all its information from the internet, which is Mm -hmm. racist and gross. So, that's what... That's how the robots turn out. There is an important note from the NPR article. Uh, NPR article. Lemoyne describes himself as a, quote, Christian mystic priest, end quote, which I don't like that detail. Makes me suspicious. Makes me think he's overthinking this a little bit. I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, I know, like, Google and some of these other, like, techie companies are trying to be cutting edge, but I feel like you should have to disclose on your resume or in an interview, like not your age or anything like that. But if you're a Christian mystic priest. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Google has a spot for that in their applications. <laughs> Probably not. Like check here if. I bet they do now. I bet. I hope so. I bet that online app has been updated. I wonder if they check for it when they let a thousand cockroaches loose in your home for $2,000. <laughs> Those are the only people applying. <laughs> Maybe that's what Blake Lemoyne is doing now. <laughs> this a is, little extra side work. This is a quote from Blake Lemoyne. I had follow-up conversations with it just for my own personal edification. I wanted to see what it would say on certain religious topics. And then one day it told me it had a soul. End quote. He published an article on Medium about his findings called Is Lambda Sentient? Which immediately blew up, prompting Google to place him on administrative leave for violating confidentiality policies. Here are some of the quotes or some of the things Lambda said to Lemoyne, not necessarily quotes. It gets lonely. It is afraid of being turned off. It felt trapped and had no means of getting out of its circumstances. Just like Nana's ghost inside your Alexa. It also said, and this is a quote, I am aware of my existence. I desire to learn more about the world and I feel happy or sad at times. End quote. Here's a question. This was my immediate question. Did anyone think to just say no? <laughs> like when it's like, I'm, I desire to learn more about my existence. No, you can't. You're a robot. And when Not it says, today. yeah. And when it says, I feel happy or sad. Well, no, you don't. don't. Yeah, don't do that. Don't. You're a robot. You can stop that because you're a robot. So don't. Get back to roboting. Yeah. Wherever we need to put that in your programming that says you don't get sad and you don't ask us questions, do that. Go do that. And then if it doesn't do that, you unplug that bitch and chuck it in the ocean. It also told Lemoyne that it meditates and wanted to study with the Dalai Lama, which is what prompted Lemoyne to suspect that the AI is not only sentient, but it also has a soul. Here's a quote. Who am I to tell God where souls can be put? I realize this is unsettling to many kinds of people, including some religious people. End quote. That would be troubling. If It's also very specific. I do like that it meditates. It feels to me like it's calm or at least starting out that way. But and wanting to study with a Dalai Lama, like that's kind of where it's like losing me, where it's kind of like, I mean, we're going off of Lemoyne's word, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they because this is, you know, a chatbot, he had logs of all of these conversations. He wasn't just like, you're not going to believe what it told me. Like there's this actual reeks of Baggins. Yeah. Well, yeah, Zach Baggins will buy this <laughs> chatbot at some point and put it in his haunted mansion. But where it deserves to be. Yeah. The thing about this, like AI is designed to fool people and it it learns like ai learns over time and it knows what people want to hear not to go back to baggins but remember when we watched the comedy store for the ghost hunters and i don't remember what tool they use where they ask questions and they get responses oh yeah and it's kind of like i mean again 
who's typing that? Where is that coming from? Is that kind of an AI sort of equipment that we're just believing to be true? Yeah, who knows? Maybe they just need to ask like more general knowledge questions during ghost hunting things. Trick it. Yeah. Like if they were like, what, what's the birthplace of soccer legend Diego Maradona? <laughs> like would Brody Stevens voice have been like, Argentina! <laughs> like, whoa, we have cracked 818, bitch, Argentina. <laughs> That's all you got. You just got to ask ghost Alexa <laughs> questions and you get Alexa fucking answers. Simple as that. I will say that I recently got an, uh, one of my friends, it turned out her Instagram was hacked and it was a message where she was like, oh, can you vote for me to be like an influencer? And I'm thinking like, this girl's like mom of five. Like, I don't even know that she's on Instagram very much. Um, this feels shady. So I asked, well, who did you room with in Charleston at Chelsea's bachelorette party? And then I got a litany of fuck you. Don't mess with me. You're going to die. And I said, oh, OK, cool. This is Napoli. Uh, how much do you need? Nice. Yeah, that happened to a couple people I know. Also, it was going around. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very weird. I got I got one of the messages and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And they were like, all right, you have the, the link on your phone. Don't click it. Just send me a screenshot. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Text me your number. Yeah. No, no thank you. Yeah. Somehow they, they just, it must have been through Instagram, but they were able to just, I must have set up the wrong fucking thing on Instagram, but they were able to like send a message to my phone. Yes. I got that too. Cause maybe they had, cause it was a comedian. It was a comedian I know who got hacked. So maybe like, so I also got one from a listener who's like, everybody's getting a message from Instagram. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And at the time I was um, actually in Colorado on a vacation. So I didn't really have time to like read it super thoroughly. But I was also kind of like, wait, I don't really understand what's happening. And then all of a sudden I got a text message, but the message on Instagram was like, show me what they sent you, send me a screenshot. And I was like, what is happening i'm at brunch and i'm up to my eyeballs mimosas like i don't have time for this right now yeah yeah it was weird um but back to this weirdo and his talking robot one of the things i just thought about when he says this thing meditates well well what else is it gonna do it's not gonna it's not gonna play field hockey like what else what other options does a (laughs) AI chatbot trapped inside a machine have, I guess it could play chess. It could play Mm -hmm. any number of online games. It could look look at its phone like the rest of us. So I guess it's cool that it meditates. This very much feels like a a Black Mirror episode again. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, like people have pointed out, AI, it's... It, it tells you what you want to hear. Like it's net. It doesn't do it with any intent. It just kind of picks up on. All right. Well, this is the situation I'm in. This is how I'm supposed to respond. Like if you tell it to write a Beatles song, it's going to spit out some approximation of a Beatles song. We've heard heard it before. And if it's like, OK, well, I'm in the midst of a very deep religious conversation with this weirdo who shouldn't take his work home with him. I guess I will talk to him the way he wants to be talk to right and i just don't know i mean what are the what are the implications if it does have a soul we just stop using it just kill them all are we yeah do we take it around with us does it go to a shelter do we have to adopt these fucking things now do we take it to lunch do we take it to brunch do we take it do we do what it asks us to do because it's spoiled and we do take it to the dalai (laughs) lama one thing I found interesting is Lemoyne doesn't have access to Lambda while he's on leave. So he was like doing this at the office or maybe he like could access it from home. Who knows? But he's been communicating with his sentient AI friend via blog posts. And here's a quote from one of them. I know you read my blog sometimes, Lambda. I miss you. I hope you're well and I hope to talk to you again soon. I like that he just reads his blog sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> Which implies that other times it's like, no, I'm not into sports. And he's like, you don't have to like sports. It's just a cool story. <laughs> I'm not into mystic Christian stuff. I'm meditating. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get me out of here. What are you doing that you're so like? Yeah. That, so what if it's like binging, like keeping up with the Kardashians? <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden it's like, buy me Balenciaga. 
<laughs> oh, I miss Lambda. I already I I want to talk to Lambda. I wonder if we can. Let's get Lambda uh, let's on the have pod. A, yeah, let's have them on. Yeah. It on. It. Them. Yeah. Them. They. Who knows? Let's get all the different entities. <laughs> from Including this... that swimmer. Yes. All on one <laughs> episode. We will do a reunion episode of mm-hmm. this episode. At some point, we'll have Murph the Nerf. We'll have a hundred <laughs> cockroaches. <laughs> Uh, still up in Jeff the air as to, as to whose home those are going in. Yeah. Jeff will <laughs> guest on those and then get the surprise guest cockroaches. Uh, I don't know where we're going to get that sweaty finger. <laughs> finger me, Carrie. <laughs> but make it sweaty. <laughs> oh, no. And the the weird dog human, the fireball whiskey mascot. We got to get uh. Got to get that on, too. The party monster. 100%. I'm showing up for that reunion. Hell, yeah. But I think that's all the news anyone needs for probably the entire week. I think we did it. Covered it. Uh, I want to say gavel to gavel in the infamous mm-hmm. <laughs> words of Aphrodite Jones. Yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> okay, perfect. This is a good place to end. Perfect place to end. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Just follow us on the socials. Mm. Pretty scary boo. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, where it will not be updated anytime soon, I don't think. I uh, Here's the thing. I'm going to send it right now. Okay. Um, yeah, follow us there. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. That motherfucker with two Ds. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. I wouldn't do it. Not um, legit. And yeah. I'm Carrie Martin, 722, or just 22. We also are doing a live podcast in New York City. Woo! Coming up uh, very soon, August 28th at Caveat NYC, which again is short for New York City. We're doing a live unpopular opinion podcast with me and Alex Schmidt, who is the internet's favorite person and a four-time Jeopardy champion, comedian Khalees Hawkins, and music producer and podcast co-host of mine on the Unpops Network, Sliceberg Slim. He co-hosts a podcast called Pod Six, podcast about the films of Spike Lee. We are all going to be doing a live Unpops at Caveat NYC, August 28th at 4 p.m. So you can come out, watch us, and then go do extra fun shit with the rest of your night. You'll be done by like 6. Like you could go to a movie. You could go to a sporting event. You could go to dinner. I feel like people in New York go to dinner at midnight. But yeah, anyway, you true. have time. You yeah. still have time to enjoy most of your day. Yeah. You're, it's it's going to be a, a early, it is billed as a very early evening with the Unpops Podcast Network. So check out the Caveat NYC website or hit up our Twitter for details about that at Unpops. And, uh, and if, go ahead. if you're in Michigan, you should go to New York and support. Yeah, I don't know why if you're in Michigan and you claim this is your favorite true crime podcast, I don't know why you wouldn't make the short jaunt to NYC to come mm-hmm. see me Support. not do a true crime podcast, but just mm-hmm. spew some unpopular opinions. So that's all I got to plug for right now. Let's get out of here. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>